The following is a sponsored program on 100.7 FM, WHIN 1010 AM. The views, information, or opinions expressed during this program are solely those of the individuals or participants involved and do not necessarily represent those of Braden Madison Broadcasting or its employees. 100.7 FM, WHIN 1010 AM presents Sumner County Spotlight, a weekly public affairs program each Sunday morning at 10 AM. Here's your host for Sumner County Spotlight, Jeff Shannon. Well, good morning and welcome to Summer County Spotlight. Another Sunday morning here for you. And we're going to have a great conversation today. We're going to find out a lot of things going on here in Sumner County, especially here in Hendersonville. So I wanted to bring in the president CEO of the Hendersonville Chamber of Commerce. That would be the one and only Kathleen Hawkins. Hey, you're here. Yes, I am. Thanks so much for having me. Well, let me tell you. It has been slamming for you guys. I mean, well, it always is, but we just had Freedom Fest. So I guess we just got to give everybody an update how great this one was. Oh, Freedom Festival was fabulous. It was our 20th annual Freedom Festival, and it was the biggest and best one yet. Rumor has it from our conversations with the Parks Department and Police Department and um, everybody that attended that we had 20,000 attendees. It helped that we had the TSSAA championship or national championship in the same park the same day, 270 teams and lots of community members. It was beyond fantastic. I mean, I was there, and it always is like that. It starts out real slow. But if you look there on the main stage, I mean, how it just started to grow and grow and grow, and then they're all over the place, and there's no grass left. Absolutely. And it's not just at Drake's Creek Park. You have to remember that people were watching from Ellis. They were watching from um, all over, you know, Hendersonville High School. They were watching from Hobby Lobby parking lot, Cracker Barrel parking lot, you know, everywhere you can imagine there were there were people. On their boats? Um, on their boats, absolutely. Yeah. Listening to WHIN, that's a nice feature because they could listen live and they could actually not physically be at the Drake's Creek parking lot. But we love the people that come out and support us because they are actually helping us make a difference in our local schools. How is that? Yes. Freedom <laughs> Festival is the largest fundraiser that we do all year long to support the Hendersonville Chamber Foundation Teacher Grant Awards Program. So the ones that come out there actually support the vendors, they support the event, and um, it's because of their support that the proceeds that are raised from Freedom Festival were actually able to give back to our schools. And like last year, we were able to do things like we launched a flower shop or helped launch or support, financially supported mm-hmm. the launch of a flower shop at Hendersonville High School. We brought in underwater robotics program to Liberty Creek High School. Did all kind of things. The goats, I think, were really interesting on how that was because it, it was out there, you know, checking that thing out. And it was like, wow, they teach these, the, the children how to deal with goats and feed them and, and there's it's chickens there and everything. So it's A great. different form of responsibility and that was at Jack Anderson Elementary. So we applauded them for thinking outside of the box. So, mm-hmm. so many unique and amazing activities the schools are able to do because of the people that support our annual Freedom Festival. The teachers have to submit a grant request. Is that right? Yes, that is correct. Correct. In order, the applications are already live and visible on our website. But once school gets back in session, we will continue to work with the teachers and to support the teachers and encourage them to to complete the application process. And then from there, the Hendersonville Chamber Foundation has a selection committee that will determine who the winners are. And at our annual Golden Apple event every year, we invite every teacher. Last year, we invited one thousand one hundred and sixty-two teachers <laughs> to attend the Golden Apple event, and they come together, they support one another, they have fun with one another because it's often the only time that all of our teachers can socialize together from from school to school, and we find out who the winners are. So in submitting a grant, what would be your number one tip for the teachers? 
actually um, turn it in on time. (laughs) (laughs) Follow the same rules you would give your students. So complete it. Make sure you follow the instructions and turn it in on time. That's really the most important steps that we say. But, you know, we have a full team of people that are here to support teachers. So if a teacher is feeling overwhelmed or if they're intimidated by the grant application process, we encourage you to reach out to past winners and ask them, you know, what they did or ask to see what their grant submission was. But also don't hesitate to reach out to us because we'll put a board member in in touch with you that will walk you through the process and make sure that you get the help that you need to help make a difference in your classroom for your grade or for your entire school. So there is a separate committee that picks these. So it's not just like chamber staff or anything like that. This is a formulated committee that will actually select the winners. Yes, absolutely. And I've been here for seven years now. I've just celebrated my seventh anniversary. And I can tell you that when we started the process, we donated about $10,000 to the teacher grant process in 2016. That was my first year here. And last year, we did almost $30,000. So every year, it continues to grow, which means the decisions get difficult, you know, Mm. more and more difficult. So it was hard to you know, people say it's never a bad idea to select um, and to give goats to your school, but that was a challenge. You know, how do you determine one project over the other? And a lot of times it's just a matter of who is doing what they're supposed to do and filling it out the most accurately mm-hmm. and making sure that there's measurable results that can be tracked so we can determine the difference that it made in the school because that's that helps the principals go back to the school board to implement a new process system or procedure throughout all of our schools in Sumner County. Well, the great thing is you actually went back and reviewed how the money was being spent. And I mean, there's videos out there of that, and it was uh, it was really kind of interesting to see how they were able to take this money, and they were all over the place. And, you know, some had more, some had less, but still they were able to use that money to help these kids out that they probably would have never had that before. Yeah, it was really exciting to see um, one of the students, one of the young adults, and I can't remember what school it was because I think we went to 17 different schools this last year, and you can view the video on Hendersonville Chamber on the YouTube page on Hendersonville Chamber YouTube page and you can see what we did but it was really cool to see the students their excitement on the project but also the teachers you know the recognition that the teachers got I once had I once had a principal tell me that what they love the most about the golden apple process is because it helps the teachers apply critical thinking skills to think outside of the box and create alternative learning experiences for their students mm-hmm. and I love that because especially if you've been teaching for a while the more creative you can be into analyzing how you can make a difference in the life of a child, the bigger the impact the entire community will have, the the better it is for our future leaders, because these students are our future workers and workforce and leaders in the businesses that are in our community. And I'm proud to be part of that. No, no question about it. And you know, the one exciting thing was (laughs) that I think you saw that the students were so excited about getting that big check because it was like a dry erase kind of check. But this this thing was like four feet long. I mean, it was great. And the great thing, they were hanging up in the classrooms. Yeah, that was awesome. You know, that was actually a happy faux pas or a happy (laughs) accident. We realized right before the event that the dry erase marker checks that we had were accidentally given away at Freedom Festival the year prior. So Mm -hmm. we had just gotten busy and we lost track of time. So we had to quickly go to print on new checks. And he said, well, we don't have dry erase material, but I can make up individual checks for everybody. And I will tell you, Jeff, tell you that the teachers and the students enjoyed the large checks so much that <laughs> we will use large checks forever. And every teacher will leave with one because I absolutely think they were more excited about the big check than they were the real check, yeah. which was which was uh, so fun to see. With the money raised at Freedom Fest, the golf tournaments and all of the events that you have, Freedom Fest has got to be one of the biggest because, I mean, look, you had, gosh, so many vendors. 134 vendors, Jeff. You had the, the kid zone, mm-hmm. which was free this year. Yep. Why? What happened with that? First Baptist stepped up to the 
played. So okay. First Baptist of Hendersonville came and said, we want to serve. We want to serve our community in a big way. He said, what would we have to do to not charge to let families attend that? We want to have nursing stations. We want to have changing stations. We want to have places for the parents to sit. We want to truly open this up and make it a community event. And it was such a blessing because I can tell you in years prior, I had some parents that would come up and they would literally hand me like coins. They would have, you know, not mm-hmm. enough to get into the kids zone, but they, they would hand us coins and ask what they can do. And I was like, absolutely, you could go in. I wanted to be able to say that, sure. but it was a fundraiser. So we had to respect that. So First Baptist came up and they said, what do we have to do to make this free? Yeah. And what do we have to do to serve our community? And they did an amazing job and took it to the next level. And I think that without a doubt, they are one of the many reasons why this was the best freedom festival we ever had. Yeah, no doubt. And musically, I think I thought it was a great event because we had the Hendersonville has talent, a finalist there, and we had the top three that that were there. Plus the People's Choice Award winner with a special message from a special person. Mm, I wonder who that was. That would have been Lee Greenwood. Absolutely. <laughs> so, yeah, so Travis Dean was the People's Choice winner, and he got this video message from Lee Greenwood congratulating him on winning. So I think that was that was really stellar. I mean, and then great. he sang one of his songs, which was sang, great. You know, yeah, no got, better day to sing one of Lee Greenwood's songs. And he than did a great job. So yes, he did. Big shout out yes, to my buddy did. Travis Dean right there, and he's uh, got great things ahead of for him. And uh, Jen Case actually ended up winning. Mm-hmm. And she's uh, an amazing talent here and just doing great things with her and her husband. So uh, congratulations. And then we topped the night off with Morgan Miles. Well, the remedies first, and they killed That's it. That's right. They oh. were fantastic. Let me, uh, let me tell you, folks, if, you, if you're looking for a band, you got to check out the remedies. These people, I, I, many times I would look over, I thought we were playing on air, the original artist, but it wasn't. It was them playing. They sounded so great. Yeah, they were They were, They were. were tremendous, and, and they were such an asset. And I will definitely use them again because they were so great. But then, like you said, Morgan, Miles concluded the night, and I'll tell you what, it gave us goosebumps. Like Some people don't realize the chamber staff, with the help of parks and the help of the police department and the fire department, like there's a bunch of people that come in and play a role in this event, but logistically for the 134 vendors and for all of the moving pieces of the event, it, it was our chamber staff, and it's me and four other people. So right. five of us really rolled up our sleeves and started the day at 7 a.m., and I, I locked up the chamber office at midnight that night. So it's, it's a long day, <laughs> but nothing makes it more rewarding than to sit out there and to listen to the way Morgan Miles closed the Freedom Festival event. Mm-hmm. So it, she sang Hallelujah, and she got everybody on their feet, and there were there were cell phones you know, lit up, and so you could see, like it was like a sea of cell phones. It was just amazing. And then she sang the national anthem, and at the exact, which was powerful, yeah. like amazingly <laughs> powerful, and then at the exact end of the national anthem, the fireworks went off. And you just look around, and you're like, okay, that's, that's what this is all about, is creating memories for families that they will cherish for a lifetime. And, and, you know, I think the great part of the night, that MC was just amazing. Um, you know, I don't know. I don't know where you found him. But he, he wasn't good... terrible, actually. It was our very own Jeff <laughs> Shannon from WHIN. So, yes, Jeff, you did an amazing job. We are very blessed for you. And we do hope you continue to, to come back in the future. But you, you did such a good job. Maybe you should be doing that. Uh, well, we'll, we'll talk about it. We'll All see. Right. You can mix sound or something. I don't know how, how <laughs> Kick Lighter would feel about that. But well, um, we can figure something out for you. I could be off stage being the voice of God. <laughs> um, you know what? One, like, I do want to just reiterate, no matter where you're watching Freedom Festival this year or in years to come, 
no matter where you're watching it, I do want to encourage you to remember to tune in WHIM because you do, whether you're on a boat or you're at Hendersonville High School or Ellis Middle School or, or whatever, the Cracker Barrel parking lot, if you're listening to WHIM, you will at least get to feel the excitement of the hallelujah to the national anthem to the fireworks explosion and then hear the music that plays with the fireworks Sure, because, you know, they're beautiful, but it's even more beautiful when you know that it's being synchronized to sound. Sure, and, and we were streaming the entire event from 5 o'clock, I think, up till, what, 9.30, the, higher, the whole thing. So you mm-hmm. can actually sit on the lake wherever you're at and listen on the radio and check it out. Do you know, I had someone actually text me and they were listening to the Henderson Ellis talent piece and they, they were texting me throughout the piece and that was the whole nother story because the judges, there was about to be, you know, fists thrown, punches going. Like they were, they were very competitive when yeah. it came to selecting the winner and they were listening to the, the songs and then they heard the winner announced and they were texting me live from the comforts of their own home and that really makes Hendersonville kind of cool because you, you can feel it. Even if you're not That's able right. to be there for physical reasons, you can, you can feel the presence and, and feel like you're part of your community. Well, there's no doubt about it. And it, it was an incredible event. I think all of the, the people that come out to these things, they were complaining about traffic, but HPD does such a great job and they've got this thing down to a science. And when you're dealing with that many people, you, you know, you're going to, it doesn't happen immediately, but I thought they did a stellar job. The Parks Department did a great job on all of the grounds works and helping get that thing set up and ready to fire off. And the great thing is, you know, we've done this for several years now, so it's not a whole lot of new things that pop up right we do have it's a well-oiled machine and there is a system in place and it's not as it's definitely not as overwhelming as it was to me seven years ago when i first walked into this position but i can tell you that i, I was very impl- impressed with hpd because i can tell you the fireworks ended at like nine twenty-seven, i think was the time and by 10 o'clock the park was empty and the vendors were able to come back into the vendor area and start packing up their booths and, and loading up mm-hmm. by 10 30 the entire park was empty and the very next day i had to go back to meet one of our vendors to pick up some items the very next morning and those baseball teams that I was telling you about or softball teams that I was telling you about they were all back in the park so you had 270 teams back in the park and kudos to the parks department because the entire field was totally clean totally organized and you would have thought the event never happened so to be able to get 20,000 people in and out of that park to have everything like a well-oiled machine in 30 minutes it's really it's not that terrible of a traffic Mm -hmm. issue it really isn't it's it's really worth the benefits that it brings to your community next year it's always on july 3rd it is so mark your calendar now that's right if you're going to be in the boat be out just listen live we're going to have that again i'm sure absolutely and then don't forget to make a donation because even if you're listening from your home or from a boat i do want to remind you it is a a fundraiser for the chamber foundation which is a charitable organization so you can make a difference too just send your check in (laughs) to the chamber office or give us a holler and we could process a credit card or send you our venmo account and you you create a qr code too absolutely to make it a lot easier yeah we absolutely have that so that's not a problem we got a lot of great things coming up we're going to take a quick break right here and we're talking with kathleen hawkins the president and ceo of the hendersonville chamber so we'll be right back with more of sumner county spotlight thanks for listening to sumner county spotlight a weekly public affairs program heard each and every sunday right here on whin or you can listen on our podcast page at whinradio.com if you'd like to become a sponsor of this program reach out to me jeff shannon at jeff at whinradio.com
And welcome back to Sumner County Spotlight each and every Sunday morning right here at WHIN. And don't forget to be on our podcast page at WHINradio.com. Just look for the podcast tab and look for Sumner County Spotlight. All right, going to continue our conversation here with Kathleen Hawkins, the president, CEO, slash CEO of the Hendersonville Chamber of Commerce. And, well, I, again, we mentioned how busy the chamber is because it's one of the largest chambers in the county, and uh, it's it's incredible what you've done. But there is more. So what's coming up next? Sumner Fest is coming up next. So we do have an amazing event, Sumner Fest, on August 5th, and that is Sumner County's premier hot air balloon festival. So we do have a lot of exciting things. As a matter of fact, yesterday I just booked, we are going to have Princess Tiana, and we're going to have Spider-Man making special appearances at at that event. But the biggest draw of attraction that people really love is that it's at Sanders Ferry Park, so it's a beautiful event on the water, live music, great entertainment, and then hot air balloons. August the 5th. August the 5th from 4 to 9 p.m. And um, if you have little ones that want the mystery of Spider-Man or the the beautiful Princess Tiana, the princess, they will be there from 5 to 7 p.m. Okay. All right. And you're going to have vendors? We will absolutely have vendors. As a matter of fact, we are already turning down additional ice cream people and smoothie people and slushy people because we have so many food trucks. It's amazing. Um, And they're already booking Freedom Festival July 3rd, 2024. So that's where we're moving them. So if you are interested in being a vendor, whether it's for this Sumner Fest or next year's Freedom mm-hmm. Festival, don't wait because they do book up. And we do limit how many people. Like, we only allow two to three people depending upon the category per category. But even if you're not a food vendor, like, we have um, amazing vendors that attend all of these events. We just had a dentist that attended and he said he got more leads at last year's Sumner Fest that it totally kicked off and launched his entire business. Mm-hmm. Like, he booked 75 appointments from that just one event. So, yeah. um you got a big crowd. We do. We do. Of a lot of people. We do. We parked, I think we parked 4,000 cars last year, and we had the trolley that was bringing people from Hendersonville High School to the park that went constant nonstop. So, which I can tell you, our kids who are teenagers, they just loved and they enjoyed riding the trolley. So mm-hmm. there are, there are benefits to that. So do like enjoy that with your kids, even if you park it at the park and take the trolley to Hendersonville High School and back and just enjoy the ride because it is pretty scenic from Saunders Ferry Park, you know, mm-hmm. through the community. Now I know that we're going to have the big stage there. Yes. And the music entertainment still being booked at, at no, this point? No, it's booked, but I'm not ready to share it with you. Ooh, I thought <laughs> so I was going to get a, a scoop here. But. You will get a scoop, but just not yet. I, I will make sure you know it. But yeah, we did book some amazing entertainment, and we are working on the entertainment flyer, and then we will have a big debut, okay. which we'll share that information. But there's some really awesome people that will be performing. Yeah, that's going to be great. So people are wanting on the hot air balloons. Now, can they pay for rides? Do they? They don't go fly across the lake. They're just going to go up and down. They, they're tethered rides. If they book it now, they no. can fly across the that's lake. A busy place and have a truck follow you like we did that a couple years ago where we did have people book a hot air balloon ride that like actually took flight and spent about 45 minutes landed somewhere in Gallatin and they have a truck follow and bring them back it's a huge ordeal but you do have to book that in advance because it does require a special pilot there are a lot of rules that you Mm -hmm. have to have and I will tell you it does cost about $1,200 so it's not a cheap experience to do that but if it's on your bucket list or if you want to propose to somebody or you know if you have a special occasion if you call the chamber now we will do our best to make that happen for you. 
But we do have tethered balloon okay. rides and glow shows already reserved okay. that will be there. And that means they go 40 feet up in the air, which makes for some amazing photographs because you're overlooking the water, as I mentioned. And um, 40 feet up in the air is still pretty high. Yeah. So it is, it's a cool experience. And we have a lot of people that, that thoroughly enjoy doing that. Well, and a lot of people bring their boats out there and sit there and kind of watch the glow show. Mm-hmm. You know, Absolutely. you'd have to get in the right position because there are trees there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's still going to go up. And how many balloons we have in this year, possibly? Do you know, I'd have to look at the contract, Jeff. I'm not 100% sure, but I yeah. believe we have six. We do have, like, we do have a couple of vendors that bring hot air balloons. So if you know, which changes the numbers, mm-hmm. um, but I believe we've contracted six balloons. But if you have a company that has access to a hot air balloon, like I think Remax Choice Property was there last year. Shell Brothers had their own balloon last year. Those are things that we will allow you to just add to the event, and there's no charge for that. So if you have access to a company that has access to a hot air balloon, call me today and let's partner together and figure out how to make this event even more spectacular for Sumner County. Now, the thing, I wonder if you could do this again, where you're able to walk inside the balloon so yes. it's on the ground. Yes. And you can actually walk in this massive thing and take pictures. Yeah, that's yeah. a great Instagram yeah. photo. It's it's a blow-through balloon, so mm. they inject it with air, you know, instead of the heat, so it's mm. actually laying flat and you can you and your family can walk in and it will make a, an amazing Christmas card or mm. a great Instagram photo of, of you and, and your loved ones. Yeah, that's going to be great. So have them bring chairs. Yes. Yeah, definitely. If you're going to sit there and just watch the show and it, it's an incredible time and you got a great MC, I think uh, I heard that's yeah. going to be there again. Yeah, we'll see, I don't know. I, I don't know. Maybe maybe we're using you too much, Jeff. No, I'm just kidding. You do a great job and yes, we will have WHIN back. We do believe in partnering with our sister station here in Sumner County yeah. and it's going to be a fun event. You, I do want you to bring your lawn chairs. I do want you to bring your sunblock and your bug spray. You are welcome to bring coolers. It's just a, it's a really good time and we will of course have a kid zone there and a, a hundred vendors or more and it will be a great, great experience. Right. Now you do have a great website and yes. you've just released a, a new app. Yes. Okay. So okay. go to sumnerfest.com or you okay. can always go to hendersonvillechamber.com okay. for your information. But yes, we do have a new app and it's called Visit Hendersonville. So you can download Visit Hendersonville from the app store. It's free on Android or iPhone. Okay. You can download the Visit Hendersonville app and if you have not downloaded it yet or checked it out, like I just made dinner reservations somewhere and I literally went to our app and I pulled up the restaurant and made the phone call straight from there. But there is also an events tab on our app page that will tell you everything that we do on a consistent basis as a community. There's a tours page. So like right now we are working on adding a bike tour. We're working with Bikers Choice um, in town to add a bike tour. If if you have a tour that you want to do in your community or you think would be beneficial to have in the community to just let people know where things are at, please reach out and let us know. But this is a free tool that people are using. So if you have a business and you want the visitors, like the 270 players that were just at our park, they were using the Visit Hendersonville app. So they don't have to be members to get the app. Oh, no, absolutely not. Oh, this so is free. We want everybody. everybody in the community okay. using it. If you know somebody that has moved into your neighborhood or your area close by, go to visit Hendersonville because, like I said, there's an eat and drink. There's a place to stay. They can make plans. So if you're coming here with a wedding party and you want to share things with your bridal party, you can make plans and you can share. And it's just a great resource of people to be able to use so they know where things are at and where to go. And, and businesses can actually launch coupons on their app page and so they can promote what they want the community to know about. And on your website. 
too, you have a lot of resources, events, and uh, things of that nature. And you just released a new city guide. Is that correct? Yes, the city guide is actually at the printers right now. So we just we just got the PDF, and as soon as my web guy posted on our website, yeah. it will be live. It, it will be launched live. So it should be within the next twenty four hours. You'll sure. be able to see it. But it is our new city guide. Those we distribute complimentary. So if you are a realtor and you want to have a stack of them to be able to give to everybody that you're touring in Hendersonville, if you know somebody that you want us to mail them, we'll mail them all over the country because it really just gives people a nice tool. It tells you a lot about our schools, about our parks. There's a business directory. So it just really gives you the resources that you need to be familiar with the city by the lake. Right. And I'm sure you're probably having at Sumner Fest. You probably have a stack of those. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, we got to pass those out. A lot of new people moving here. I mean, that's for sure. Yeah, they are direct mail to every new homeowner that comes into town on an annual basis. So everybody that's new here. So if your business isn't in the city guide or isn't on the Visit Hendersonville app, I do encourage you to take a look at what you need to do to to make that happen because it is a great resource to make sure that people know your business exists and to help us all thrive 37075. So what else do you have to partake here? Oh, the things that you want to share? I can share so much. Oh, boy, um, <laughs> we got time. we got time. So I think the next thing that's, that's probably the most important is we have a Hendersonville is Hiring initiative where we've partnered with the city of Hendersonville to launch a citywide hiring campaign to help people get ready for the holidays. So starting September 1st, the Board of Mayor and Aldermen have approved the chamber and the city partnering together for this Hendersonville is Hiring initiative. Now, Jeff, what that means to you or what that means to businesses is if they're hiring normally to put a special sign outside in front of your business or to hang a huge now hiring banner or any kind of banner in front of your business, you have to have a permit and you have to pay for that permit. There's usually a $75 fee. You can only pull so many permits on an annual basis. So you're limited. So a lot of businesses kind of hold back and they're like, I'm not ready to advertise that. I need to save my permit for, I don't know, a Christmas special or holiday special that you might have. The citywide hiring initiative allows you to put out any sign. It could be huge. It could be like a billboard size sign in front of your business in the month of September with no permit, with no permit fees. You just have to register for the event. And there's no charge to register for the event. You don't have to be a chamber member. You can be any business in the city of Hendersonville. We'll supply you with the tools that you need to be able to do that. Now, we won't make banners as large as a billboard, but we will have Hendersonville is hiring yard signs. We will have window decals for you to put on your drive through window. We will have a lot of resources to make that easier for you. And then we're going to fuel it and back it by an advertising campaign that will help pe- let people know all over Middle Tennessee that Hendersonville is hiring. Is there a website on that? People can go and search for jobs? Yeah, there will be an event. Well, two things. There will be a, a place that you can go on HendersonvilleChamber.com where you can actually register to be part of the hiring event. So it will be a hiring event okay. that you will, as a business, want to register for. Okay. The second thing is once you register register for the event, you'll get instructions on how to post on hendersonvilleishiring.com or how to post on our Hendersonville's Hiring Facebook page. Mm -hmm. And let me tell you the difference between the two, Jeff, is the hendersonvilleishiring.com page, I usually find more upper level or more professional positions are advertised on that page. It doesn't mean that if you have an entry level food service position or retail clerk position, you can't advertise on that page. It's free for you to do. But that's where people usually gravitate to if they are like an 
accountant or if they're an executive and they're looking for a position and they want to work in Hendersonville, they gravitate towards that. And the beauty of the hiring initiative is you'll have signs all over the city of Hendersonville. And when people are driving through here and they start seeing the signs all over the city of Hendersonville, they're going to naturally want to Google Hendersonville is hiring to see what that is all about. And when they do that, they'll either be taken to the website or they'll be taken to the Facebook page because both of those will come up in the algorithms. The Facebook page, I find, has a lot of more entry-level positions because people like me might see a position and then say, ooh, I need to share this with my 16-year-old son. So Hmm. you get a lot of people, it's more word-of-mouth marketing, you get a lot of people nudging people that may not be looking for a job but may need one. Sure. Well, I think it's a great resource. And, you know, the great thing about, I think, when this started, when Hendersonville is hiring came about was basically, hey, I want to stay here instead of driving all the way downtown. So we got plenty of jobs here in Sumner County. Why not stay here? Absolutely. It's really important to get people living here, working here, and playing here. So as a Chamber of Commerce, that's our that's our goal. Our goal is to help local businesses grow and prosper, but to really keep make an economic impact within our community. So um, the hiring initiative was, was launched to, like you said, help people work here. But as a nonprofit, we also put um, resources behind it to advertise. So even if they don't live here, but maybe they live in Gallatin, or maybe they live in Goodlettsville, or maybe they you know live in Madison, mm-hmm. and they need a job, we would rather them work here to help the businesses here thrive, grow, and prosper. So we will be actually, as a chamber, we will be putting billboards out, but not in the city of Hendersonville necessarily. We'll be putting billboards throughout Middle Tennessee. We will do radio spots and we will do television commercials. And, you know, we will, we will fuel the advertising for the Hendersonville is hiring campaign. So if you're a business and you think you may be hiring in the next six months, you need to get your jobs up on Hendersonville is hiring.com now. Mm -hmm. So when we launch this initiative and it starts marketing in the month of September, you already have a presence so people see what you need now. Sure. I mean, it's a great resource. I mean, there's no doubt about it. And why would you not take advantage of it? Yeah. I mean, it's great. Yeah. yeah. We have to work together. But you have to, like you said, you have to take advantage of it. We're creating the opportunities, but you have to be able to seize them. Well, you know, the chamber, it just has so many things going on. And you've just formed uh, these affinity groups, but you just started this new one. What does that involve? Well, we're super excited about the affinity groups because, like, like I just mentioned, you have to take advantage of things and use the resources that are available for you. So we realized just recently, and I, and I would say probably since COVID, I saw a lot of very talented, experienced, professional chamber members begin to retire. And they were members of the chamber for a very long time. And they they started to have an opportunity where they, they were retiring, but we didn't want to lose them and their knowledge. So we just recently launched a program called Sumner Retired Professionals. So for the community members that are out there that are retired but still have something to share and wisdom to impart on others, um, there is now a group where we encourage you to participate in that and, and teach others what you've learned. Now, when do, when do they meet? They meet once every other month. Okay. So it's, it's a low maintenance. They get together for a lunch and learn. They share ideas, and they mastermind, and they mentor other small business owners. You can be retired and show up, but you don't have to be retired. You could be a youngster and come hang out and just grasp all this great knowledge from these great professionals. Oh, absolutely. With all of our groups, you know, like our, our Sumner Men in Business or Sumner Women in Business or Sumner Young Professionals, there are no rules. Like, you don't have to be a man to go to Sumner Men in Business. Um, mm. Women are welcome. Men are just required, we like to say. You know, mm. you don't. we don't card people that go to Sumner Young Professionals. You know, the goal is to be inclusive and, and to be diverse, but also find the demographics that have like-minded people that can inspire others. 
Just check the website, hendersonvillechamber.com, and their Facebook page. Mm-hmm. Just Hendersonville Chamber. It's got to pop up. Hendersonville, Tennessee. You've <laughs> got to put that in there because you might be in North Carolina. Yeah. Do make sure you're looking for Hendersonville, Tennessee. Right. That is important. We'll be talking with Kathleen Hawkins, the president slash CEO of the Hendersonville Chamber of Commerce. And, well, thanks for, for coming in. I know it's uh, you've got to get out of here because you're busy seven days a week. Always, you, always. There's not enough hours in the day, but you know what? We do that for, for others and what you put into the lives of others always comes back to you, right, Jeff? That's exactly correct. So, all right, that's wrapping up this segment. We'll be right back with more of Sumner County Spotlight. Thanks for listening to Sumner County Spotlight, a weekly public affairs program heard each and every Sunday right here on WHIN. Or you can listen on our podcast page at whinradio.com. If you'd like to become a sponsor of this program, reach out to me, Jeff Shannon, at jeff at whinradio.com. All right, continuing Sumner County Spotlight here, and we're going to talk health department stuff. And look, there's so much to talk about, you know, with the with the hot weather we have upon us, with all the new restaurants coming here to Sumner County, we have to bring in an expert. So, you know, that's who we're talking about, Hal Hendricks right here. Hal, thanks for coming you said in. expert, and I said, well, who's that? <laughs> I'm, I'm here, but I don't know. <laughs> it would be you. Oh, good. Well. I- so, we were talking, you know, before we started here, that with all of the great restaurants that we have growing hendersonville sumner county wow there's a lot of them with the health department you guys go around and inspect these facilities yes yeah yes twice a year they're they're in the buildings uh doing their inspection the environmentalists and we just ended up in sumner county hiring a, a third the sheer number of restaurants inspections they have they go into the restaurants they do the, the swimming pool public pools the food trucks your events that last more than one day special mm-hmm. events the county fairs and, and all the state fairs they go in and inspect those food vendors i can never remember there's a total list, and, and my environmentalists can, can rat them off, but anything from piercings and tattoo parlors and uh, hotel motel uh, inspections. Okay. Um, yeah. And when you think about on occasion, we have outbreaks, but overall, with 330 million Americans and 6 million Tennesseans, closer to 7 now, yeah, yeah. You know, it's really – we do – they people, for the most part – do a wonderful job of, of making sure that those proper food is is stored and avoid any kind of the outbreaks. Sure, and, and I think a lot of people are questioning since we've had this. Um, I guess an, it's kind of an influx of uh, food trucks. I mean, these mobile trucks are everywhere, That's, and yeah. they're doing we've you know good service here. and good and doing good things. Those have to be inspected as well. Yeah, yes, yeah. we inspect those and a number of things. They're just like a they're a mobile restaurant is what they mm-hmm. are. You know, and they have to have uh, hot water. They have to have cleaning stations. They do get in and get passed so they should have their pass their permit okay. uh, on display just like a, if you were going to go in and sit in a restaurant they, they should have it uh, displayed right there for you so what would be kind of the number one um, violation that you see most oh goodness um <laughs> it's so many <laughs> yeah there's a lot of them and, and it's funny because when you look through the permit process and all and you would say all right have with the guys come into your house and watch you clean up afterwards they would probably check off you're not that's improper you're mixing this with that and that's that's a clean area and that's a dirty area mm-hmm. you know because at home and i get to think about that sometimes is all right i took that wash rag and uh, cleaned the sink out now i'm going to do the countertop but the food was over there now the am chicken, i spreading you know raw you know, stuff yeah you know, so we have to think about that and, and the restaurants are you know a sanitized area and a, a dirty area and the hot water and the right temperature and food storage i mean when's the last time you really checked your refrigerator make sure you're at the right temperature yeah I mean, well, if it's cool yeah. it's cool if it's warm you know, or so but 
they'll they do come in they've got their digital therm- thermometers with them and they'll check temperatures and and all and they there's some that the guys will say hey i you know they they 100 pounds of meat was thrown out today because i I saw what on the table. It was it was out and and not covered, and you know they're they're on top of things. Sure. When you think about the sheer number of meat per meal, and when we do have food illness outbreak, very rare, very rare, yeah. um, statistically speaking. So, what would be the ideal temperature for your home refrigerator? Oh, I'm thinking it was supposed to be 36 to 38 degrees. Okay. I'm not the you know. It's got to be expert. cold. <laughs> cold, yeah. So if yeah. it's in the 40s, uh, you're, you yeah, back. keep her cold. Yeah, yeah. And, and a lot of it's just a, when we're talking is it's common sense. You know that it, when we eat outside and have that potato salad or leaving the meat sitting out on the countertop, just be smart with it and and keep it defrosting. It defrosts it a little bit slower by keeping it in the refrigerator from the mm-hmm. freezer to the fridge. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I've been guilty of it too. It's like you know you you eat you put leftovers in the refrigerator. Two weeks later, it's still there. My wife and the, oh, you need to throw that away, but no, it's. Still smells good to me. <laughs> well, yeah, well, I kind of laugh and call it the, the biology department saying uh, uh, or experiment where or I think that was green at one time. Why is it brown? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, there's a lot of rules that you have to keep up with. I guess when you're dealing with the public, I mean, you have to be extra cautious anyway because you got a lot of people who are sensitive to certain things, and uh, you got to keep things in the up and up. But I think for the most part, and I think you said uh, most of the restaurants are getting uh, pretty good grades. Yes. Oh, yeah, they do. They do for ninety nine percent of them are, are are above board and do a do a great job. And we tell the public, don't be afraid. If you go in and something's not right, feel free to call any of the health department clinics and, and ask for the environmental inspect the food inspectors and, okay. and call and leave them a message. If they don't pick up, I get about one every other week, maybe that I'll get transferred to me or or I'll answer the phone and they're needed and I'll take the information and we I work with with my environmentalists and we'll. Um, get to the bottom of it and and solve the problem so you you mentioned events before so if you have a one-day event inspections have to be done prior to that one day of one one day so if it's two day three day like fairs and rodeos Mm -hmm. and things like that yeah Yeah, they have a team that goes over uh, the the new state fair in wilson county there's about six to eight inspectors that go over and spend the day the day the prior to the fair kicking off Mm-hmm. And the, the sheer number of uh, food vendors they have over there, and they'll go through and uh, and get them checked off, make sure that they've got the, the sanitation correct and disposal correct, and and yeah. all. So, yeah, because you don't want to s- spend all that money to attend and then get shut down. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now, trivia is Sevier County has more health inspectors than any county in the state. When you look at all the hotels, Dollywood all the restaurants, and, all the yeah. swim pools in Sevier County, yeah. in Gatlinburg, Dollywood, Pigeon Forge, they're, they're just the fear sheer number of, of locations oh yeah keep it yeah. keeping them busy that's yes. for real you know a while back we were dealing with this uh what is that called covid oh. mm-hmm. we don't want to ever hear that word again no. and you, your guys especially because you did such a an outstanding job well, getting you. people thank vaccinated you. and tested and all of that i mean it was just i mean it was so smooth and and everything and i'm gl- i bet you you're glad that's done with yes yeah we, co- yeah. we and we use covid as a, a period of time that was pre-covid or, po- or here's what we do now post-covid <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah I, i'm sure there's still some of these things floating around and you know things of that nature what are you seeing coming in through the health department as being like a, a, a bugging issue at this point 
Oh, uh, a lot of people have in Tennessee the sinus infections and that summer cough, summer cold is really prevalent with this heat and the dry air and even the, the days we've we've got some some rain and and some mold and and, and all the sore you know sore throats and mm-hmm. and, and that have been okay. uh, pretty prevalent and then but then again you know the um, the diabetes and cardiovascular disease, heart disease, all that you know we've always had that but mm-hmm. right now the big thing is the summer cold thing. The summer yeah, cold, yeah. yeah. Now are you seeing any? any covid things popping up here and there um very rarely we've we've had um, one or two issues the prevalence team is 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 on top of it and i don't can't remember the last time we i had any word from a nursing home or a or a assisted living center that said had any kind of outbreak down we've done a they've done a great job in letting us know hey i've got we've got a positive we're doing surveillance on this individual and everybody that they've been in contact with, just about, I'm going to knock on yeah, wood. Just keep it I that way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, we, we remember when we, when we first started this thing, yeah. the number one thing you kept hearing was, don't touch your face. Mm. That was all you heard. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. then, it was, of course, then as we started learning uh, more about it, and you know, and then, then everything you touched, you had to sanitize. I mean, it, it got bizarre. I mean, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Well, as we learned more and more, we came along, and we had planned for outbreaks. We had planned to for with Cipro for smallpox or. Uh, some type of biological outbreak of some sort and then this odd thing this airborne disease came about and it's like all right we're prepared for this but we got to get go and do that yeah, yeah. so it was um, it was a, a really a good learning experience sure. now that i think we're a lot smarter than we were three years ago and right and for the, the you know knock on wood the next one that, that may show up we're going to be uh, that much more educated and ready for it sure well and i think too and i think you'll agree it's just getting the proper information from uh, washington <laughs> and that would seem to be a that's a whole nother story right there but uh yeah it, it's it's something that was unknown kind of situation how do you how do you react to it i mean businesses were closing and you know it was yeah it we don't want to see that again yeah yeah let's that's not, that's not yeah. we're, we're we're a whole lot uh, smarter and educated and prepared for the next round so what what's been going on down at the health department any new things going on well we're gearing up uh july is generally the month where we're all ready for school physicals school shots immunizations school kicks off i think they report the august 1st the kids do but the 25th and 27th is registration all the schools will be open uh, those days in late, and we're staying late at all three clinics to uh, help with birth certificates and immunization records, uh, school physicals. Trying do they to get need those an appointment in. down at the health department to do that, or can they just? Yes, we, we yeah. would like for them to get. We we actually have some um, next week and the week after. We actually have some um, appointments available. Okay, it, it's amazing. You know, it's it's kind of like covid and the fire a fire it just spread so quickly yeah and people you know, one day the next they could fill up the quickly as people put off and we're telling people don't wait the last minute and you know, make sure you contact your pediatrician and, and get in to see them as soon as you can and yeah. if they're generally going to be full come, call us we will fill up and it, it'll be closer to the 27th or, now what what uh, vaccines are required for kids returning to school this coming year well what we really see this time of year is the mmr for the sixth grade rising to seventh grade Mm -hmm. that was a change a number of years ago and we've really we've gone through that cycle where um each year there's less and less and i think we've almost caught up with maybe the seventh graders 
six years ago, they knew that for, in first grade, they're going to have to have that second dose before seventh grade. So, those so been, MMR, that's... Yeah, measles, mumps, and rubella. Those are, are primarily... And then the kindergarten, starting kindergarten, those there's a series of shots for the for kindergarten okay. coming in. Now, what and, about meningitis? I know as they get older, that's supposed to be... You're supposed to have a double dose of that over a period of time, yeah, right? Yeah, we had, a, had an issue with that a number of years ago with meningitis and an outbreak. If you've got a college, if you had a, a graduate that just graduated high school that's going to college, just they'll need to contact their school yeah. and find out what's required before they get on campus. Sure. We have some that walk in the door and say, I'm going to Tom Jones University in Iowa and I need to know what I need. Well, you'll need to call contact them and, and you know, we don't, there's not a, a database or anything sure. that we yeah, can, yeah. Uh, we can tell you since these state schools, UT Knoxville system all the way down to, to Memphis, but uh, find out what you, what you need. Some require different mm-hmm. things. Well, I found out, I mean, my daughter's going to Austin P here in the fall, so mm-hmm. we, that was an issue. And come to find out, her first dose of the meningitis, I guess they gave it to her too early. So there there was a little issue about that, yeah. but we, we, we got it all you know filtered out. But the, the, the meningitis thing is, is a, a big deal going oh, yeah, to college. Yeah, yeah. yeah. In, in college, and we really encourage, if it's not required, an ounce of uh, prevention is worth a pound of cure. So yeah. you know, pay, pay attention and, and think heavy about it. Sure. Um, well, we got a lot to talk about. We're talking about Hal Hendricks with the Sumner County Health Department right here. And we're going to talk about some more stuff. That's coming up right here, Sumner County Spotlight. Thanks for listening to Sumner County Spotlight, a weekly public affairs program heard each and every Sunday right here on WHIN. Or you can listen on our podcast page at whinradio.com. If you'd like to become a sponsor of this program, reach out to me, Jeff Shannon, at jeff at whinradio.com. And welcome back to Sumner County Spotlight. Continuing our conversation right now with Mr. Hal Hendricks with the Sumner County Health Department. And Hal, you know, you've got a, a big job down there, and you got a, a lot of places. Let everybody know how they can reach you and where our different clinics are. Okay. Our my Hendersonville Clinic sits right in front of or just to the side of the Hendersonville Hospital, 351 New Shackle Island Road. Okay. They're in Hendersonville. It's uh, 615-824-0552. Portland is just off of one uh, on West Longview Drive. It's 214 West Longview Drive. And that's 615-325-5237. And then Gallatin is sitting just off Dobbins Pike behind Family Heritage Funeral Home at the intersection of Albert Gallatin and Dobbins Pike. The number there is 615-206-1100. The three clinics in Sumner County. Wow, you must have taken a memory shot to remember all that. Uh, you got yeah. that down. <laughs> I re- recited enough it, yeah, it day yeah. in and day out. And uh, I mean, people can drop by if they got a question or yeah. if they need something done, it's best to make an appointment. Yeah, call and, yeah. and let's work it out. We may be able to send you to um, we still get uh, lots of calls about septic tanks and their property not perking or wanting to see if their par- property perks and that was a service that we turned over to the to directly to the county to stormwater management 25 years ago but we wow. still get those calls and they oh, think yeah. that we're the we do that so well, I, I think a lot of people might not know everything that's that you cover, that you handle, to give them a rundown well, of some of the things you're... We do uh, WIC, which is Women, Infant, and Children's, one of our big programs. We do it at all three clinics, and that's w- hoping to make sure that mother delivers a healthy weight child, okay. and then afterwards making sure that, that the proper nutrition, the child receives the proper nutrition up until age six. That's the basics of, of WIC. We do primary care. I've got two nurse practitioners, and we've just hired a new medical MD, a provider okay. that's going to start next month. going to be fully staffed for the first time in 
a long while, so we're excited about that. Do basic primary care. The health department primarily is uninsured and underinsured, and we do uh, plenty of referrals out to providers for uh, specific. Now, speaking of that, is there cost for the services you do? Everything slides on income. Okay. All right. That's slide scale I, fee, yeah. federal slide scale fee to the, for part of it, their income. Uh, we have a breast and cervical program, which is also everything. Everything's on the so slide scale care, fee. So 10 care, you take yeah, care. Yeah, we're the gatekeepers for 10 care. Okay. We, right. we could be your primary care provider for, for 10 care. Interesting. Wow. Yeah, so you guys burst are, and deficit yeah. tickets. Yeah. Uh, we'll do um, 1500 2000 annually, burst and deficit tickets. Wow. So they would go, and that's where they would retrieve those, those yeah. documents. They don't yeah. have to go to courthouse or anything like that. No, no. Yeah. They come to us. And okay. I know yesterday we had three ladies that came in. That, um, they were. I, 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 I kind of laughed with them. I said, are you sure you want get to get that birth certificate? Because their kids were getting their driving license. And they were having to show your when you have a, a child to go get your, get your right, driving right. license. Yeah. And you do a birth certificate with them. And they were. They were I said, oh, wow. She was saying, I'm nervous, but, you know, I guess they, 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 the, the kids had talked him into it and said, oh, he's a pretty good, he's a, he's a good driver. He pays attention. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So, so for somebody to come down, let's say to get a death certificate, what do they need to provide? Just bring it, you just don't give it to everybody. No, right? no, no, no. They have to have a, the per, uh, they have to have, be a family member or they have to be the direct family member. So mom, dad can get one for the kids mm-hmm. and or parents, parents. Yeah, those kind of things. Or so. And if, if you have any questions, best, best to call. Uh, we've had some rules changes in the last 12 months as far as who can pick those up along with who can bring the child in to get shots. Right. Okay. Uh, that's, that's very good to know now. So if, you're, so if they, a person, a family member is deceased, you know, they, they would just bring something from the doctor saying this is right. the individual. If you've got custody, if you're not the direct parent okay. and you've got and, and do not have custody of that child, but you're bringing the child in. Uh, your grandmother, perhaps, call and get the details of what you need to bring with you. Those rules have just changed recently. Yeah. We want to make sure that you don't, don't waste a trip when we get you right. taken care yeah. of. Because I know, like, going down to get a driver's license, you had to, oh, my gosh, <laughs> had to have this and this and all that. And it's like, yeah. you, you yeah. got to look online. I'm sure all these requirements are listed online on your your website. Right, right. And what is that website? Okay. You can go to the Sumner County government website, sumnercounty10.gov. And under health, click health in the drop down, and there's an FAQ that has lots of different questions that will get answered right there for you, or you can call any of those clinics. Right. Yeah, because you, you want to do some homework before you go down there. Then you just, if you have to be turned away, then you just wasted a yeah. trip. So. Feel free to call us. Our ladies yeah. or uh, staff are right there. They'll be able to answer your questions. So and you have real sit. people that answer the phone. Yes. yes. Wow, that's unusual these days. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, the, you know, there's, there's just so many aspects uh, of things to cover with what you do. And you've been doing this job for how long now? Oh, going on 12 years now. Wow. So you, you've yeah. got a handle on this. You kind of know what's yeah. going on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They, they call me one of the veterans, but I think I've, I'm learning stuff every day. So. Isn't it? And is there something new every day that comes out? That uh, well, it's just you know we talked about COVID. I mean, look at that how it hit everybody in the face. Mm-hmm. If nobody had, they don't have an idea. But it's a great learning experience, yeah, like yeah, you said. Yeah. What do you think is the the next thing coming? Well. I keep, you know, they've had, had a little bit of a malaria outbreak in the states. Mm-hmm. I'm waiting to hear back. Uh, I know that the CDC and the state officials and um, Department of Health and Human Services will be taking a look at all that and seeing it's just been isolated right now. But and nothing in the state, nothing close to us at yeah. all. So right. that'd be something that we'll have to pay. We're, we're paying attention to the CDC is paying attention to our state officials are 
are on alert for sure. and well and we got all these people you know around the world that are coming to the states you know they're migrating mm-hmm. here and uh, some illegally and that that's that's scary right there because they could bring stuff in and you know they haven't been tested or anything this next thing you know here we go you know of all the countries in the in the world the u.s prevalent testing in our, our systems we do a great job of when something happens, we, we, we do respond. We're just quickly. a huge petri dish. <laughs> the world, the whole world, as small as we are now in the yeah. world, yeah. you know, with eight hours, I could be halfway around the world. Yeah, and, and uh, right now, and we're just uh, so interconnected. So and, it, it brought up another thing around the world when you said that. Uh, if you're going to be traveling abroad, are you required to have certain immunizations, or when you get to that that country, where are we going? We do need to check that okay. out, and and you better if you're going to go to some third world countries, particularly particularly Africa and, and some Asian countries, mm. check with their, their the State Department, check with their uh, with those countries, and see we don't carry all that those vaccines that mm-hmm. are required. But I know that I believe there's a location in Hendersonville that's a, a travel vaccine immunization location company. Really? Okay, I didn't know that. I do believe it's here in Hendersonville that okay. that gets so if you have a church mission group, right. usually we get these calls. April, March, April, May, because they leaving in the summer to go overseas sure. or so. And um, you go down to Guatemala and you know South America and things yeah. like that. What what do I need uh, shot wise? Prior to, to we we can direct you in the right lo- uh, to the right location. Yeah, no, I mean you, you just got to be prepared with this stuff because it gets scary. Yes. Now, why mm-hmm. people want to go to these third world country, I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I feel I don't even want to leave the country to tell one, you the truth. One of the things that comes to mind right now is tick season. We're in in and all when I'm out in the backyard, I you know pay pay attention and make sure I spray off right in the in city limits. You know, there, there's mm-hmm. there's ticks and and also ticks and fleas are one thing that uh, we do see in increase in in summer and uh, want people to pay attention and and well let me ask you this question and get a professional answer on this one you know they have these the companies that come out say well spray your yard for flea and ticks but how is that going to prevent if you mow the grass you just mowed away all the stuff because i know the ticks hang on things and put their arms out and grab on as you go by and things like that but I mean, how do you? You'd have to spray every day. It's a ben, it's it, it's a benefit, but I, you're not going to be 100 percent. Sure, yeah, it's not 100 percent because they've got legs and they'll crawl and they'll they'll um, like you said they'll be carried in. You know, the dog runs out across the field and then comes back onto your property. Yeah. And he could be carrying three or four with him, and then they yeah. drop off in the backyard. And and animals come into you, your yard like yes, deers and rabbits night, yeah. and all of that. They come in and they're going to they they can drop them off for you. Yeah, yeah. So so just be aware and and um, if you have an issue or if you pull one off and got a spot that's not quite right or you're concerned save the tick i know that i did see on tv the other day where they said to save it put it in a, in a container put it in the refrigerator and if you have a if an issue you know there's what lyme disease and rocky man and spotted fever mm-hmm. and want people to be, just be aware and think oh you know i've got a fever i'm not feeling well and three days ago i pulled off just just be yeah, yeah just that's uh, a good idea prevention right there and be aware yeah because i know we just bought tick removal tools you know mm-hmm. you it, I haven't had to use them yet, but I mean, that's, hopefully, I won't have to. But it, it's it's hard to, to tell sometimes. I, and I was sitting in the house the other day, and there was a tick crawling up my monitor. I said, "How did it get on top of my desk, crawling up the monitor?" monitor. It's mm-hmm. like that is crazy. And we've had our yard spray. We've got two little dogs. They don't. We, they don't. I, I quit walking them because all the dogs walk the neighborhood. I just keep them in the backyard, and that's it. So I, we and we've had it sprayed and things like that. I'm wondering if I should just buy some other stuff to spray for bugs and ticks and all that stuff on a more of a frequently basis because he, he'll do it every now and then I mean, every three months or something but. yeah 
Yeah, and you know you need to check with them and just look and uh, check with these companies and and just pay attention and and I'll, I, I'm sure it's a, it's a it'll benefit, but it's nothing nothing's one hundred percent. Yeah, no, for sure. You just never know. But uh, that's a good good tip about saving. I've had on you you pick it and it falls off and it's like okay, or you pull it off or what have you, yeah. squish it, and throw it, was, it away. It was but really interesting um, little segment on the news and you know, and I never thought about that. I've done some. I flush them or put them in you know, bottom of the trash can or, mm-hmm. or squish them. Yeah. yeah uh, or so. But um, think about, you know, if it's if, particularly if it's been embedded in you and you pull it out, just pay attention because yeah. they can, they said they can take that tick and check it for uh, all kind of things. Yeah. 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 What is, seems the most popular tick? Is the deer tick is here in that, Tennessee? That, I believe it's that deer tick. And um, is there, I want to say maybe a Texas or a spotted, spotted tick of some sort. Right. And so I saw, we've got a, we've got a, a variety. Yeah, and uh, you, you, you know, get things that, that pop in the country and they start spreading around. But that's, mm-hmm. yeah, it's 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 kind of scary. So before you go out, would you just what do you spray with? Like just a off it, from, kind of situation? Yeah, that, the off or the tick repellent. I think am I saying promethian? If I'm saying that right, okay. is that is one of the chemicals or so? Check with your pharmacist. Check uh, or so, and it's readily available okay. just about anywhere. But uh, I think Off is one of the big brands, and there's a, a number of different um, can types out sure. there for you. Yeah, because you know people like to hike, they like to bike in the in the woods, you know, in these different trails and things like that. And that's a perfect spot to pick. Yeah, those and we want up. people yeah. to get out and get exercise and, yeah. and, and relax. You know, it's, as mental fitness is as health as physical fitness. Yeah. And when you get out, and enjoy nature, and uh, don't, but I don't want people to be afraid to go. But but uh, be aware. Now you're not a pest control guy, but I have just seen crazy amounts. Of flies, it's it's like amazing where these where they come from. All of a sudden, there's like zillions of them. <laughs> I, I noticed a few the other, the other day in my back when I was in my backyard, and and I ended up finding a a bird that had deceased. And, okay, and, yeah. and I thought that's what he. They're all they're all flying around. But it's amazing. I bought these traps. You know, you put this stuff in there, and they all mm-hmm. fly in there and they die. And I've had three or four inches solid. Oh goodness, of these nasty flies and then they got maggots in there and it's, it's pretty bad once where they where do they come from yeah one thing that i noticed i i've not seen in my being outside is the the, the june bugs we didn't have i don't know if, if i was in the right place or what but the bugs that didn't get on my roses didn't didn't eat eat them up this year yeah, and, and yeah. notice as of course when i get home this afternoon who knows i may have a, a dozen of them on there but um they just show up you yes know? Well, we've had a great conversation with hal hendricks here as uh, head of the health department in sumner county uh, hal thanks so much for coming in sharing this information uh get your vaccines for school okay yep. so that's yep. uh, july 25th and 27th eight to five at the one of the health departments yep. we're gonna uh, be there they're late uh those are two those are the days you uh, register your child at uh, sumner county schools and we're we stay late that day to help out so when you get to school and really Realize, oh, I don't have a birth certificate or my immunization shots aren't up to date. You can just run by. We're, we'll be there till 7 o'clock that night. Get those immunizations and uh, let's get the kids back in school healthy and safe. There you go. All right. With that being said, that wrapping up another segment of Sumner County Spotlight. I'm your host, Jeff Shannon. We'll see you next week for more of Sumner County Spotlight. Sumner County Spotlight will return next Sunday morning at 10 a.m. Thanks for listening.